0: Hi, mining community. Welcome back to another episode of the Dig Deep in the Mining podcast. And today's guest is Dennis Edmond, who's the CEO of, of Kazira Gold. Sorry, right. I need to start that again. Let's <laughs> see what I mean. <laughs> Hi, mining community. Welcome back to another episode of the Dig Deep the Mining podcast. And today's guest is Dennis Edmond, CEO of Kazira Global Investments. Uh, an investment company focusing on developing early stage assets in Africa towards a meaningful cash flow and resource uh, realisation um, and Dennis is here today to tell us more about the company, what they've been up to and what the future holds for them so that's welcome Dennis to the podcast. How are you doing Dennis?
1: Hi Rob, great thank you. Thank you very much for having me on and um, yeah I look forward to talking about Kazira.
0: Yeah and uh, appreciate your time. Um, so, for those that don't know you, um, I wonder if you can tell us a little bit about your background, about your career, um, with obviously within the mining industry. Um, you can go back as far as, as far as you like to sort of present day.
1: I started off my life uh, as, as a lawyer uh, in South Africa, uh, doing corporate law, moved to, to England, requalified in England, uh, and carried on practicing corporate law, moved from there into investment banking. Um and private equity, and as a result of that got involved in in mining probably back in the early two thousands um from a number of been involved in a number of different mining companies um ending up with with Kazira, which of all of them is by far the most exciting and the most enjoyable
0: um how long have you been with the company, and also I just wonder if you can just share us uh, the journey that you've had with the company, and if you can tell us more about uh, Kazira Global Investments?
1: Rob, I joined Kazira about two years ago. At the time, a deal was, was um, being done to acquire a diamond and heavy mineral sands project in South Africa. I had done an extensive due diligence on that for another company which wasn't able to take it. And when Kazira did that deal, um, it seemed to be appropriate to them to bring me on to manage the South African assets. At that time, uh, the CEO of Kazeera was uh, a chap called Larry Johnson, who was running the Namibian operations. He was based in Namibia and had extensive extensive knowledge of, of, of the tantalum supply chain. Um, Larry left uh, to do other things about nine months ago, and I became uh, the sole CEO of Kizira. And The focus now is very much on, on the fact that Kazeera is an investment company. So what I'm trying to do is to build assets into a position where they are either generating cash or are saleable and looking for new opportunities all the time, um, and that I think is reflected in, in what has been announced in Kazira over the last 6 months or so in terms of this new deal we've done with in Kenya for Buru Hills, uh, this deal we've now done in Namibia uh, and, the, and the deal we've done on, on the pan plant for, for our diamond operation. There's a number of, of different things we're doing there to build up value and to, and to see returns for investors is the big is the big bottom line. At the same time, it's not requiring investors' money to keep the company going. You know, those are the 2 critical points. Okay, got you. Um, obviously, you, you
0: joined the company a couple of years ago. Obviously, um, there is a little bit of history and I suppose it'd be good if we can just get a better understanding of the history of the company um, because I take it as obviously been quite a few changes um, and more recently so just wondering, if you just give us a snapshot of uh, the history of the company
1: yeah it it goes back quite a long time it was called Kennedy Ventures when it was first acquired well zero was Kennedy Ventures Um, essentially what it is is a tantalum mine based in a place called Tantalite Valley. So it's an area in Namibia about 20 kilometres away from the Orange River, north of the Orange River, um, which is known for its its tantalum deposits. The mine is more than just a hole in the ground. It's it's largely open cast uh, of one underground section. Um, And it has got a substantial infrastructure that's been built over the years. It's got accommodation for staff, it's got uh, a processing plant. Um, it, it's a it's a fairly well developed mine, although probably one would argue at the moment drilled and the plant itself is old and hasn't been used the way it should have been used. So it it requires a bit of proper work to get it into the, up to the levels that we would like to see it.
0: Okay. Um, you've recently announced a deal um, over the lithium rights of your asset in, the, in the Um What does that mean for, for the company?
1: It, I believe, absolutely transforms the company. The deal is um, for an investor to acquire 49% of the lithium sales for a price of $7.5 American dollars. So that gives... An implied price for the lithium alone in the company of $15 million, which is much greater than the current market cap of the company. Um, And let's bear in mind that lithium has always been a a pretty much a sideshow in terms of Kazira's story. Um, It's been known that it's there, but very little has been done to to exploit the, the commercial opportunity with the lithium. So the focus remains on. The, the, the tantalum, which is which is the, the, the reason for being there, the name of the value that it's in, for good reason. So, the tantalum, um, there is also a very interesting amount of nickel on the site, which we are in the process of, of um, exploring a bit further. And then, of course, we have the diamond operation in, in South Africa. It's given with the heavy mineral sands. Um, and then we have the Buru Hills project, which is in Kenya, which is a, a, a rare earth project. So there's an enormous amount of value in Kazira apart from the Lithium. And on the Lithium, of course, Kazira still retains 51%. So it's, it's, if, if you value the, the Lithium alone at fifteen million, and you add all the other bits into it, um, it's a considerably undervalued company right now with enormous amount of potential. And how do you intend to take uh, the Lithium uh, project forward?
0: Um, you've recently announced that production um, is expected to substantially increase.
1: How do you intend to do that? Okay, so the production that will substantially increase is, is tantalum because we're not yet producing the um, But with this new investment, it consists of two and a half million dollars in cash and then a further five million dollars in machinery uh, equipment and services. Now, how those, those they will work is that they will be introduced only by agreement of the company. So the value will be agreed and the type of machinery or services will be agreed as well. Um, and that machinery and services will be used predominantly to transform the plant. The plant, as I said, is old. Uh, it requires upgrading, in particularly in the form of, of um, initial crushing. Um, and so what we will be starting with will be introducing a crusher at the beginning of the plant. Which will considerably upgrade the amounts of tonnage that can be put through the plant. We will be undertaking a project for drilling and blasting to uh, increase the amount of ore available for the plant. So the first immediate upgrade and the first immediate output will be in tantrum and we would expect to see major differences in in the volumes of tantanum being exported before the end of this year, well before the end of this year. The Lithium itself is produced at the same time as the tantalum is produced from the mining process. And so we will be building a Lithium separation element to the plant, essentially at the end of the process. That day will be firstly dealing with tailings, because we have substantial tailings which already have Lithium in them. So that day will be dealing with the tailings. And then obviously as new ore comes through, so it will be dealing with, with Lithium. So we would expect to be in Lithium production, certainly the first quarter of 2023.
0: I um, just want to tell us a little bit more about some, obviously some of the other projects that you're involved in, uh, the Diamond, Aster, and um, heavy uh, mineral sands opportunity. Um, how do you see those investments progressing?
1: Rob, the Diamonds um, have always been um, a relatively small part, but are in, in they ought to be a really profitable part, so a small but profitable part of the operation. Um, we have now introduced a pan plant into our diamond operations. We've had problems with, with making the, the whole operation successful because of not being able to process the gravels we've been producing. By introducing the pan plant, we now have the opportunity to process those gravels. And Alexcor, who own all the diamonds in the area, are only responsible then for doing final sorting of the diamonds and then sales of, of, of the actual diamonds. So, our dependency on third parties is considerably reduced and gives us complete independence. But the best thing about the pan plant deal is that it's a substantial plant. It's it's a a substantial capital investment, which has effectively cost the company nothing. So, we've introduced it on on the basis of of a transaction where the owner of the plant has provided the plant, he's provided an operator, and he will get paid out of the sale of diamonds only when the diamonds are sold. And what he will be paid is less than what we were paying AlexCorps to use their plant, which wasn't working most of the time. So it's a, it's a fantastic deal. It it's, it's doesn't involve any capital being paid by the companies. It's absolutely non dilutive or, or cost, uh, we've got no cost implication for our shareholders. Um, and it gives us independence. It's 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 absolutely fantastic for us. So it, that and that there will, will, will change how the diamond operation works.
0: Yeah. And what and I suppose what, what is the sort of output um, or production that you're looking to, to achieve from that?
1: Well, the, the, the plant itself can can handle sort of 70 tons of gravel per hour. So it means that, that we can we can produce or process enormous amounts of, of sand. It's all this this whole diamond deposit is done on, on beach sand. Um, and and some of it's dry and some of it's wet, depending on which part of the beach you're working on. Um, so, yeah, the, what, we've, what we've done now is, is, is enormously improved the ability to process that gravel. Um,
0: you've also uh, recently announced uh, the acquisition of, obviously, the Rare earth project in Kenya. Um, how do you intend to drive value from that particular project?
1: It's a, very, it's a very simple project in lots of ways. We believe that it is considerably undervalued. Um, so the first thing that we will be doing is establishing a JORC resource on it. That day will involve us spending up to around 250000 American dollars. Um, and we expect to have that by the end of the year. A JORC resource on that deposit, if it's anything like what we believe the deposit to be, and we've seen un- non-scientific estimates of, of, of the deposit as uh, being, having a value of around $3.3 billion American dollars. So even a a tiny percentage of that there um, as a, as a resource will considerably increase the value of the project. We will then continue with that there to pre-feasibility and feasibility studies over the next two and a half years. Um, But I, I'm already receiving calls from people saying, when you have a job resource, please talk to us. We're looking for rare earth projects with a defined resource. So it's, it's, there's an enormous amount of potential, theres an enormous amount of news to come from it? Yeah, um,
0: obviously, you're involved in a, a few different things, obviously lithium, um, diamonds, rare earth. Um, are you looking at any other projects uh, at, at at the moment, um, and is there certain commodities you might be looking at, or minerals or even jurisdictions?
1: Well, we are always looking for for new opportunities. um and we see a lot of things at the moment. We've, we've changed the board. We've now got a new um, chairman, um, Gerard Kisby-Green, who's a mining engineer, uh, vast experience in mining as well as investment banking. Um, Jeff Eyre, who's got a great amount of experience in mining as well and in doing acquisitions of mining companies. So, I think just, just that structure probably gives the indication of, of what we're trying to do in terms of we now have a team that's very focused on opportunities and converting opportunities into into deals. I think think we really have fantastic skill sets to do that. uh,
0: You mentioned, obviously, the company is undervalued. Um, If investors were looking to invest, why should they invest in you and your company? I think
1: think you just answered the question. The company (laughs) is vastly undervalued. Um, An asset... An asset which has never been taken into account in any sort of valuation of a company. Um, we've just done a deal on which, which values it at $15 million, which is greater than the market cap. When you add into that the fact that, so, so what will happen will be that, that Namibia or the Namibian operations will go into being cash flow positive and, and, and contributing substantially to the bottom line. Um, the diamond operation. Will go into cash flow positivity or well, isn't cash flow positivity? Um, it's, it's cash flow has always been the issue. It's in profitability. But now with the with the introduction of the pan plant, it will go into cash flow positivity. Uh, so that there again will be will be a source of of revenue for for London. Um, and then on the heavy mineral sands, we are still waiting for an adjudication by the minister. But we are confident that the process that was followed was the correct process and that the Department of Mineral Energy did its its job properly, and that the appeal is specious, and that um, we will be successful in our application. So, there is an enormous amount of stuff to come from from Kazira, and and, there's the Nickel deal, there's the Buru Hills deal, there's so much news flow in the future. I think it's a great investment. The market is not reflecting the value right now.
0: Um, and as a conclusion, obviously you're involved in a lot, lot of, uh, lot of projects at the moment. Um, what does the sort of outlook look like for the next six to
1: twelve months? Uh, we will get to a situation where we're generating profits from from the tantalum sales. We will end up within the same time frame. And we will end, be showing cash flow positivity from the um, diamond sales. I would expect us to see the grant of the heavy mineral sands license, in which case we will go into production in heavy mineral sands. Um, we will, by the beginning of next year, during the beginning of next year, we will see the lithium come on stream and be producing profits. Because don't forget that the, the costs of the lithium are already covered by the tantalum. So, so immediately we start producing lithium that there goes into profit. Um, I would expect to see some news on our nickel deposits in Namibia and I would expect to see some major uplifts in the value of the Buru Hills project. So, yeah, news flow is not something we're lacking. Yeah, no, it seems it.
0: Um, and, and I suppose, lastly, is there anything else that you want to add that you want to share with our audience? Um, our audience is listening from all over the world. Um, just wondering if there was anything else that you wanted to add apart from the, the questions that I've already asked.
1: Well, no, I think, I think that for a long time, Kazira has been a... Pretty much a one-horse pony in terms of the tantalum project. Um, I think we're now starting to see some real momentum in a number of other projects. Um, part of that there means that we need to upgrade the website, which is not where we would like it to be at the moment. So that there is being done. Um, we want to see much more interaction with our with our shareholders. and uh, shareholders are always welcome to get hold of us, um, any of us. Um, but obviously we're constrained or what we can say. But it's it's opportunities that people like you give us which which are just absolutely fantastic in communicating the story so thank you very much
0: yeah no worries and Dennis, really um, appreciate um you coming on the podcast um look forward to further updates maybe you want to come on later this year or beginning part of next year once there's uh, enough news flow that we can uh, we can put out there um if our audience wants to reach out to you if they have any questions how can they go about doing that um are you across any social media platforms
1: not personally on social media platforms um we, we pr- try very hard to keep very regulated but um if they look at our website sorry our website is actually bro- broken down today but when they look at our website they will see um we have a twitter feed and um, that they will keep them up to date and if they need to get they want to get hold of me um, or any of the other directors uh the details are on our rns's and on the website
0: yeah no worries and we include that in the show notes accompanying this anyway so um um really wish you well for the rest of the year hopefully we'll chat next year um for those that are listening um like like dennis said they're an undervalued company so maybe something that you should uh, you should look at and follow um and look at their progress they seem to be obviously involved in a number of a number of projects um and as obviously dennis has highlighted um a lot of um a lot of future for those projects so um appreciate you looking at looking at the uh, website and and following the company hope you enjoyed the episode um appreciate your continued support hope you can share this episode amongst others in the industry um to obviously share share knowledge share experiences um so yeah and and until next time happy mining thank you for listening